Hello and welcome back to Dream a Little. This podcast is here to help you communicate and implement kink into your relationship in a healthy and balanced way. I'm your host, Lo. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited you decided to join me. If you're listening to this episode on the date it's published, it's December 25th, so I do want to wish you a happy holiday, and I hope you're spending this day or this season with the people who mean the most to you. I feel like in a weird way, I'm actually getting to spend the holidays with you, and that's pretty special because you mean a lot to me. So happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Today, we're going to be talking about partner participation, which seems to be an issue with every kinky couple at some point or another, especially when you don't share the same kinks. It can be hard to find a balance and almost impossible to make your partner love your kink as much as you do, unfortunately. However, it's something that you might be able to help a little bit. Having a partner who doesn't want to roleplay with you sucks, and I'm not going to sugarcoat that, but this is one of those things that you really can't blame someone for. I mean, this kink is definitely not for everyone, and every person is entitled to their own hard limits when it comes to kink, and if your kink is a hard limit for them, I'm sorry, but this episode is not for you. You must always respect hard limits, but If your partner says they want to try it and they just don't seem to be enjoying it, this episode is for you. With that being said, there are some things you can do to encourage your partner to try new things, so don't give up just yet. They may never love your kink as much as you do, but there could be a way to find a common ground, and I'm going to share those tips with you today. We're going to get down to exactly where this resistance is coming from because once you know what's motivating their behavior, it's much easier to figure out what you can do to counteract that behavior or encourage them to try things. So this is the right episode for you if you're trying to get your partner to role play, but it feels kind of like pulling teeth and it doesn't seem to be as fun as you wanted it to and it just feels like a lot of work. I know you don't want to put too much pressure on them, so how do you bring it up without coming off as annoying? Well, stay tuned to find out, and don't forget to listen until the very end because I have a very special gift for you that I'm so excited about. Before we dive in, I just want to give a quick shout out to all the sponsors of the show. That is my Patreon family. From the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so much for helping keep the show alive and pay for website hosting and all that fun tech stuff. If you want to learn more about how you can support this show, head over to patreon.com slash stream a little, and I will link to this in the show notes. All right, let's get started. So when it comes to relationships, I just want to dispel a myth. And this myth is that relationships are always 50-50. This is just not the case because we're all human and humans are not perfect. Some days you're just going to suck and your partner is going to have to pick up the extra, you know, 80 20. And there are going to be other days that your partner is going to suck and you're going to have to pick up the slack. My point is this, neither of you are perfect, but I'm sure even if your partner isn't fulfilling you in the kink area, they're probably an awesome partner for another reason. They genuinely care about you. They want to try your kink. They're honest. And maybe they go out of their way to please you in other areas and aspects. So just don't forget about that and don't overlook that. You know, there are other things that make your partner amazing, whatever drew you to them in the first place. One thing I've learned over, you know, the past few years is that long-term relationships can kind of 
be similar to long-term traveling. And I mention this because of a recent experience I had. I spent a month, the month of November in Indonesia, and it was an incredible experience. And, you know, arriving to a new part of the world is such a rush because everything around you is so new and everything's so beautiful. But A funny thing happens after you spend a few weeks in one area. You actually start to get kind of used to your surroundings. And like by the fourth week, it doesn't seem as amazing as when you first arrive. So have you, has this ever happened to you? Uh, Relationships are kind of the same way. You know, when you first start dating, you're so amazed, you're so infatuated with every single thing they do. You can't stop thinking about them. And as time goes on, you just get used to having things, having them around. And, you know, it can cause you to appreciate them a little bit less. And, you know, in going back to my travel uh, metaphor, it wasn't until I returned home after spending a month in Indonesia and I was looking back on my travels that I realized what an epic and incredible place I was just in and it gave me an entirely new perspective. So one way you can get a new perspective on your relationship is just to take five minutes each day to reflect and write down three things you're grateful for and you're grateful about your partner. You fell in love with him for a reason, so don't forget that reason. Think of where you would be if you weren't in your relationship with them. So when your partner is reluctant to try something with you, I honestly think the best thing you can do is give them some space on the situation. Now, this is not easy, and it's going to require a lot of patience, but pressuring them to try something they're not comfortable with can oftentimes make your partner feel inadequate and it can cause some tension between the two of you. And I know this might not be the advice you want to hear and I wish it was just as easy as being like, oh, download this podcast to hypnotize your partner. Put the headphones on them when they're asleep and then when they wake up, they'll just love it just as much as you do. But it's not that easy. I mean, when I first told my boyfriend about my kinks three years ago, he was like, um, yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can do that. And it sucked. But after that conversation, I had some time to reflect on our relationship, even though it was pretty new. So what I did was I wrote down all the qualities that I loved about him and all the qualities that drew me to him. And I also made another list of any cons that I could think of. And when I saw the list written out, I realized that the only con was that we didn't share the same kink. And so it was then that I decided I'd accept the fact that kink wouldn't be a part of our dynamic. And I gave him some space on the issue. And rather than beating a dead horse, you know, I went out of my comfort zone to try some kinks that he had that weren't necessarily my cup of tea, but, you know, I wanted to show him that I was going to try and make an effort to please him. And the key thing I want you to take away from this episode is not to take rejection personally. Some people have made up their opinions about a specific kink, your kink, a long time ago, and it really has nothing to do with how they see you as a person. It's about them and their own hard limits. And originally, this type of play was a hard limit for my boyfriend. And it wasn't because he thought, oh, that's wrong or that's gross or that's disgusting. It was because it just wasn't 
his thing. It wasn't a turn on for him. And that if that's the case, the best thing you can do is wait it out, be patient and take the pressure off of them to try something and just enjoy your focus on your relationship with them. Focus on making them and yourself happy and just like don't put so much pressure on it. And to be honest, it was probably like at least six months to a year after that until my boyfriend finally came around to the idea and it was a lot of it was because I wasn't putting any pressure on him and it made him see like, oh, this isn't some unhealthy obsession. It's just something she wants to try. And she was willing to try some of my kinks that aren't her thing. So it made him want to reciprocate, if you know what I mean. Sometimes your partner doesn't want to try things because they don't know what you want them to do and that kind of makes them nervous. So the number two way you can encourage your partner is by providing them with enough details about what you want. This is so important. I've said this before but your partner cannot read your mind so it's up to you to prepare them and you know if you've listened to this show that one of my favorite tools for educating your partner about your kink is using Tumblr. You can create a blog for free and you can even make it private if you like and just use it to reblog other people's content, pictures, videos, memes, all that gifts and gifts or gifs, I don't know, all those posts so your partner can see firsthand exactly what you want to try. And this is so much better than them just researching it on their own because guys, there's some crazy shit online when you like type in specific Google searches. So if you can hand curate like a whole list of things that you want to just show them, like that is literally the best tool that you can use. So preparing your partner will help make them a little bit less resistant. And number four, your partner could be resistant to trying something with you because they're afraid that's the only thing that draws you to them. This could be the situation for your partner if you've made the mistake of pressuring them into things often. And it can be frustrating and it can make your partner feel like they're not enough for you. And they want to know that you love them for them and not just for the fantasy that they can fulfill for you, if that makes sense. I hear this happen a lot with listeners to the show. Um, they email me seeking help because their partner is complaining that they feel like they only love little them and they don't really appreciate their vanilla side. And a solution for this is a quick exercise that I've done with my boyfriend or about my boyfriend. I just want you to sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and it's just like a little project. You can um, write down one special thing you're going to do for your partner each and every week for the next six weeks. So maybe it's, you know, every Monday or every Sunday. It doesn't matter. Just pick a day and then list the things you can do for your partner. And they don't have to be elaborate or cost anything. I mean, it could be as simple as writing them a love note and leaving it in their like little bag they bring to work or surprising them with breakfast in bed, or doing a chore that they normally do for the both of you. And, you know, when they say, some people say relationships are hard, they're hard and complicated, and you know what, I just, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think relationships are hard, but they do require effort. 
And, you know, when remember when you first started dating, you were probably always on your best behavior, you know, that you were surprising them and like, you know, always doing special things for them. But after a while, after you've been together for a while, you really need to take some time to plan out special things for them and put some effort into it, you know? So figure out what your partner's love language is, and I'll provide you with a list of ideas at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Okay, so if you give space for a few months and they still don't want to try anything with you, then you are left with a few options, okay? Because this could be the case where your partner is saying they want to try things, but they really, really don't. And that sucks because they weren't honest with you. But you have a few choices here. Choice number one is that you can stay with them and you can accept the fact that this is something that you'll just have to do in private and your partner will not be involved. I see a lot of people doing this and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it as long as you are 100% not looking to change your partner. Because let's face it, you can't change someone. People don't change because other people make them. But you know, you can inspire change in them and the best way to help people feel inspired to change is by making them feel loved and appreciated. I highly recommend, you know, you sit down, you make a list of pros and cons about your partner and don't feel bad if there are cons. There will always be things you don't like about your partner. That doesn't mean you're not meant to be. I mean, I'm sure my boyfriend would mention on his cons list about me that I have a hard time letting go of things when I'm mad or that I'm a ridiculously loud snorer. I mean, there's always downsides to everyone. That's normal to have things that you don't like about your partner. What's important is that the pros outweigh the cons. If you do this exercise and you realize you love them too much to leave them and the king thing is really not that big of a deal, then this option is probably the best for you. You just stick it out and you accept the fact that it won't be part of the relationship. And maybe you find happiness and joy in just knowing that your partner knows this about you. And even if they don't want to participate, it was worth it just to get it off your chest. The second option that you have is that you can stay with your reluctant partner and just hope that magically someday they'll change their mind. And, you know, this is basically just tolerating your partner. And it's not the option that I would recommend personally, because if you stay in a relationship and you're just hoping that one day your partner is going to change their perspective about your kink, then you're bound to waste your time. You're going to get frustrated and hold some resentment against your partner. They'll probably hold some resentment against you. And you might wake up years from now and feel a little bit jaded because you'll think of what could have been. And sometimes it's just better to let go of a relationship and see if they come back. Sometimes distance can be enough to persuade your partner to come back and try some kinky things again. I mean, (laughs) recently I had my ex-boyfriend reach out to me and he actually mentioned that he wished he would have been open-minded about my kinks when I told him and he wished that he would have like tried them with me. But of course, by the time I got this message three years later, I I mean, I've already moved on and it was too late. But in some cases, I think a little bit of space, taking a little break from your relationship might give your partner some perspective and they might realize that they love you enough to give this a try. 
So this third option might sound a little bit extreme, especially if you've been with someone forever or for years and you really love them. And I'm not necessarily talking about those happy couples out there. I'm talking to those of you who are having some issues that are unrelated to kinks. Um, You can choose to end the relationship and start again with someone new. And of course, this is a hard decision to make, but it's easier if you're having some other troubles within your relationship, like maybe you're not seeing eye to eye on major things like religion or lifestyle choices, or maybe you have completely different interests and you've found that over the years you have nothing in common anymore. Or maybe your partner has been unfaithful to you and that trust has been broken. So it makes things... Uh, I wouldn't say easier, but it kind of makes that decision to end things a little bit easier. Another option that is definitely not for every couple, but I'm going to mention it for those of you who have really good communication and understanding with your partner. And this suggestion is to negotiate kind of a deal with your partner, meaning maybe you have an open aspect to your relationship, which will allow you to fulfill some of your sexual fantasies and maybe your partner's sexual fantasies as well. So this is something my boyfriend and I have talked about quite a bit, but haven't fully experienced in real life. And this option is definitely not for everyone, like I said, but if you're able to make it work with a special person, it could be great. So theoretically, this is an ideal situation because, you know, you get your fantasy fulfilled and your partner, you know, doesn't have to participate, but you still get your way. And the most important thing of having any type of open relationship is communicating beforehand about both of your wants, your desires, your expectations, and also your hard limits. So one thing that helps us is being able to openly share our conversations and chats so if there's ever a shadow of a doubt then I'll open my phone and show my boyfriend conversations I may be having with other people my point is this when you open up your relationship it doesn't have to just be based on blind trust there can be specific terms and conditions along the way whatever gives you peace of mind and whatever works for you So there you have it, friends. Those are my best tips for dealing with a partner who is a little resistant or nervous about trying things. As promised, I have a special download available as a bonus. It's a list of the top ways you can help your partner feel loved and appreciated right now. And what I love about this list is that it has broken down into categories all the things you can do to make your partner feel loved depending on what your partner's love language is whether they prefer touch words of affirmation gifts quality time acts of service you name it you can access this by going to thelittlelounge.com 67 download since this is episode number 67 again that's thelittlelounge.com 67 download as always i will link to this in the show notes thank you so much for listening and i hope you have a fantastic day Thank you.